Sometimes you just get a hunch and you have to follow it. Eve Palastri certainly has more than a hunch, and she's been through quite a bit from where we left her in the pilot. All right, now's the time where I compare story analysis with detective work, but hear me out. Both require a fair bit of attention to detail, pattern, and a decent knowledge of behavior. So, just how well was Kate able to deduce where the story would go and where all the characters would end up? We're going to find out now as we review the finale of Killing Eve Season 1. Now we're ready to talk about the Season 1 finale of Killing Eve. Killing Eve. (laughs) What a show. What a show indeed. I'll be honest, I watched the last three episodes yesterday all at once. Oh, wow. So remembering what precisely happened in the final episode <laughs> might be a challenge. <laughs> right. Precisely. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I did rewatch the entire season. So it's kind of all swimming up there as well. But I think that I have the, I think I have a firm grasp on the season finale. But as a general warning, spoilers. We're so sorry, folks. I hope spoilers that spoilers. goes without saying. That we're talking about the season finale, so there will be spoilers yeah. ahead. <laughs> I guess, well, okay. So this episode, I don't exactly remember where it starts in the story, but I do know that it kind of ends with uh, Eve and, oh crap, what's his name? Constantine? Not Constantine. Um, Carolyn's son. Uh, Kenny. Kenny, even Kenny leaving Russia uh, with Carolyn, who has just fired the both of them for stealing her personal letters between her and Constantine Mm -hmm. and giving them to Russian intelligence to secure the release of Nadia, another one of the assassins that uh, Villanelle or Oksana has been working with. Um, but Nadia is killed in prison before she can actually be released and rescued. So they've been fired from their job looking into Villanelle. Carolyn has decided to just go forward on her own without them. I don't believe she is aware at this point in time that they have seen video footage of her in the prison talking to Villanelle in the interview room. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we don't know what that's about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Constantine, while they're at the airport, of uh, Carolyn gets a call saying that Constantine, Constantine, Constantine is Constantine. dead. Constantine is dead, which um, nobody, I'm not <laughs> like, until I see the actual dead body, I don't, I'm not going to take anyone saying that anyone is dead in the show. <laughs> um, and then Eve decides instead of going back to London, she reroutes herself to Paris because she has a lead from Elena on where Villanelle might be living. And she goes to the apartment building, meets the old woman who lives across the hall who's actually been ferrying secrets to someone about Villanelle. And mm-hmm. she goes into Villanelle's apartment and starts trashing everything. And then Villanelle comes in and they kind of have a moment and it seems like Eve is going to start some sort of sexual something with her and then stabs her. 
and then immediately freaks out about it and tries to save her, but then she starts shooting and Villanelle disappears. <laughs> yes. That's um, kind of where we're left. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember. I thought part, part of the reason that Constantine um, ended up in the hospital is because uh, uh, Villanelle uh, shot him. Yes. Because um, he, she, he had become her new target. Um, the the twelve, this mystery organization that she works for, had uh, decided that they were going to terminate him for reasons that we don't really know yet. Yeah. Um, you know, it's. I mean, we're never it, really given reasons for why she's killing anyone. Like they've they've made right. a point in the show to say that she doesn't know why. Right. And, and that hardly matters to her. She doesn't kill yes. because she she enjoys gives, it. <laughs> she enjoys it. That's why she she does it. Like she's. 100% a psychopath and she would be killing anyway but she might as well kill for um for the money <laughs> um yeah. she can get uh fancy french clothes and fancy french clothes she, she loves her fancy. silk blankets and yes she loves her luxury villanelle she also loves her women uh, i would say that she decidedly has a a disdain for the men folk um, or at least she tends to tolerate them a little less. Um, it, it, I wonder if we're going to dive more into that, um, you know, more into her psychology in future seasons. But I did appreciate the relationship between her and Constantine. So it was it was really sad when uh, he became her target. And I think that that was one of the first times that season that we really began to see like an emotion out of her. You know, like was it real? was it real that that's the question right like is that something that she put on is that something that um she was just playing around with but I tend to think that it is just purely looking at this season that episode and what was going on in it I think we saw a lot of real frustration from her and I think we saw even a little bit of real envy between her and I can't remember Constantine's daughter's name, but there was a sort of quite unintentionally too, like there was this sort of like, who does daddy love best yeah. rivalry cropping up between the two of them. And I think it's very poignant, the question that, well, first of all, poignant to me is that he's able to escape her because he outwits her. And I think he's able to do that because she's, she's a little emotionally compromised, which yeah. is interesting considering that she's not supposed to have emotions. She has um, a tiny bit of a blind spot for, yeah, him. for him. And I think he knows that. And I think he very much played on it in order to survive, which, you know, he's got to do what he's got to do. <laughs> but um, when she has him at gunpoint early on in the episode, at least I believe this is early on in that particular episode. I apologize if it's so, not. It's either so. the end of the previous episode or the beginning yeah. of the last episode. You know, she, you know, like one of the questions that she asks is who do you love more? Um, and yeah, part of her thing is to, she's a bit of a sadist. She does enjoy making people squirm before she, she kills likes them. To play she likes to with her food. Food. She likes, yes, that's a good way of putting it. She loves to play with her food. But that was the first time for me anyway that I didn't, I got the sense that the blade kind of pointed at both ends. 
Like, yeah, she was torturing him by getting him to say it out loud. Like, yes, as much as he loved his daughter, he views her um, as a daughter too. And he might actually love her more than he does his own family. But Constantine also strikes me as someone who plays, knows how to play the game. I think he knows Villanelle the best out of anybody in the show. And I think that if ever there was anybody so I think who needed Eve is catching up. Somebody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Eve is catching up and Eve may end up ultimately being that person for her. We don't know, but I think that Constantine might be aware that at heart Villanelle is a very lonely, a very lonely woman. And she, there is something in her psychology that wants to be loved, you know? And she doesn't just want to be loved. She wants to be loved the most. Yes. Yes. Like more than anything else in that person's life. She wants to be the absolute number one Mm -hmm. thing. That is where we return to psychopathy. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No, absolutely agreed. Which leads Mm -hmm. me to think as an observer that knowing that, the words right before he gets shot are an assurance that I love you the most. Maybe he was just begging for his life, essentially, you know, like yeah. doing what he saying whatever he needed to say. Yeah, so he well, saying what he that. what he he knows she wants to hear, mm-hmm. but she has this like very intense understanding of humans. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for her to know that it wasn't the truth. Mm-hmm. And she only wants to hear it if it's the truth. Yeah. But all season, they do a very good job and a very um, consistent job of showing us that Villanelle and Constantine know each other. They finish each other's sentences. They finish each other's movements. It's a very balanced sort of cat and mouse as balanced as you can be with someone like Villanelle but well they know each other psychologically but yeah there is a moment probably like midway through the season where she reveals in kind of an offhanded comment that she knows about his daughter mm-hmm. and he is very surprised and taken not aback. happy very taken aback yeah by realizing how much she knows about his life yeah I think that he it's very clear that I think that Constantine thought he had a handle I think he thought he had it under control he knew how to handle her he knew how to manipulate her he knew how to get out of her what he needed Mm -hmm. and to realize that oh she's not as caged as he thought like (laughs) she's she's very much capable of uh circumventing him and that she might be toying with him in the sense of like she's controlled until she's not she's leashed until she's not you know Mm -hmm. Um, i think that really shook him up she only has so much patience (laughs) with anyone (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting and like i said i i'm not convinced that he is actually dead because also I no longer trust anything that Carolyn says. Um, Cause I have no idea what's going on with her. Like, I feel like it's too obvious that she would be part of the 12, Mm -hmm. but there's definitely something 
deeper happening. There was that really wonderful and like ding, ding, dingy sort of line that um, when, when, when Villanelle invites herself over, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, she says to Eve at one point, uh, do you know who you work for? And she was like, yeah, of course I do. And she's like, oh, do you? I think that if you went high enough, you might find that we work for the same people. Mm-hmm. And as a as a viewer, you, you know, you kind of have to be like, Ooh, what was that? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, big red flag. Um, yeah. I mean, I had my my eyes on Carolyn from the beginning, but I don't know. Like, I I I feel like it's it's too obvious at this point that she would be part of the twelve. Yeah. And, and honestly, logically, it doesn't make as much sense for her to have like created this entire department that is set entirely on like tracking down Villanelle to find the organization that she works for. I think it's certainly yeah. possible that Caroline could be working for an opposing organization that is also not necessarily uh, sanctioned. Yeah, I guess. She could have private reasons for wanting to go after Villanelle, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but she, like the happens. whole time, I mean, she could be lying. Everyone <laughs> could be lying. Um, right. But she does make it a big point of like, there's they're looking for Villanelle to find the people that she works for because she thinks that Villanelle mm. will be an important key in finding the people that Villanelle works for. Mm. She could be X12. You she know could, what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe she was. A member and then for whatever reasons again personal reasons they had a falling out and then mm-hmm. who knows i mean it's very pro- like you said like anybody could be lying everybody could be lying like trust nothing trust in. no one right? <laughs> <laughs> right yeah so i guess i'll start getting into the predictions because with carolyn i had had three potential predictions for her one that she was going to be an agent for growth for eve mm-hmm. Um, that she was going to be a sacrificial lamb or that she could be behind Villanelle's orders. Mm. I feel like the closest we've gotten is kind of behind Villanelle's orders, but not necessarily confirmed or denied. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other two, I, I mean, literally she, she definitely gave Eve a lot of um, freedom to pursue her instincts and so I would say agent for change, agent for growth. That would, yeah. that's, that's spot on. I would give yourself full points for that. Yeah. Sacrificial lamb, not so much, at least not in this season, but we'll see on the, the behind Villanelle's orders. Cause like she has had an ongoing relationship with Constantine, uh, who is Villanelle's handler. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and she could be lying. Everyone could be lying. Um, and we but didn't she actually get to see whether or not, you know what I mean? Like all they show in that scene of her um, in the, you know, at the prison meeting with Villanelle is the confirmation that, oh, the person, the woman standing in the room is Caroline. We don't see, we don't really get to see Villanelle's reaction. We don't really get to gauge a sense of, do they know each other previously or anything like that? So, yeah. Yeah. We know nothing of the context of the meeting, just that she did meet her. And we don't even know if Carolyn knows that it was Villanelle. Yeah. But she was well, she would have seen Villanelle's picture at that point, wouldn't she? Um, oh, yeah. Because she would have seen the picture of Oksana yeah. from the prison records. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's true. 
Um, but yeah, so we, we don't really know what is going on with that. So I'll leave it as like very small, not even partial credit. It's an open credit question because we haven't had the answer yet. <laughs> but otherwise, full marks on the other two. Not sacrificial lamb. Oh yeah, it was it was sacrificial lamb. Agent um, of growth. Agent of growth. Okay, so full marks on agent of growth. Yes, one out of three far. ain't bad. <laughs> yes, thus far. <laughs> um, and then Constantine. I said that he would survive the season because he was the only link that we had for her. I feel like I'm giving myself partial credit because I don't trust that he's dead. <laughs> you don't trust that he's dead. Like, the narrative is saying he died. <laughs> I don't care what the narrative says. <laughs> I haven't seen the body. <laughs> and, I mean, <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. And we didn't even uh, get his name until like episode seven. Like I just, there's too much going on and like too many other motives for Carolyn to like, make people believe that Constantine is dead any like potential motives that like I don't want to rule it out that he could be alive. Yeah. okay I, I that is that. that is the conspiracy theory that I will stick behind for season okay. two and <laughs> I, Constantine I is that. actually alive <laughs> I respect that and Thank in you. fact if that turns out to be true you could say you get double points the original point and the bonus point okay we got to hold out though, because I'm like, the narrative says he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> I don't give a shit what the narrative says. <laughs> I mean, I do, but, but I don't trust the narrative, I guess. I guess that's where it is. It's probably wise. This is a, this is one of those shows where you can't really trust anything. Yes. <laughs> um, and then let's, uh, Let's do Bill and Frank. So Bill, her, her former boss that turned into okay. her underling, mm -hmm. um, he, I said that he would probably die. Yeah. Because he's too sweet. And I was right about that. And I was very upset because, well, you and I texted about this, but earlier in the episode where he does die, we get to like learn more about him as a person. And I was like, oh, he's actually like an interesting character and I like him. And then I went, oh no because mm -hmm. that immediately is like so he's gonna be gone soon um and then he was yeah. he got stabbed in a club in berlin just yeah. like what a way to go and that scene what was a way to go so and especially intense. when you can't even really tell what the was. yeah it and you really can't even like, tell the truth oh my gosh yeah that scene was so intense this whole show was so intense but it was just like there were so many moments particularly when we got towards the end of episodes where like I was legitimately like on the end of my seat, heart racing, what is going to happen? Or like, I know what's going to happen and I'm not okay with it. That was one of them was when Villanelle like turns around and starts going after him in this like really packed club and he can't get away. And I was just like, fuck, yeah. no, right. no. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I remember when I first saw that, having that same like heart pounding because you just know in the back of your teeth what's about to happen but you, and you you know you want so badly for this character to just like no don't wait like wait for backup you know but they never wait for backup never never they never wait for backup yeah they just end up dead yeah so and especially sad. like he had a new baby that he really yeah. wanted and you like learned that he'd uh 
um, I guess wanted to be a father for a while and his wife agreed to, you know, have a baby, even though she wasn't necessarily, you know, the maternal sort. Yeah. They have um, this very like unorthodox this, relationship. Yeah. They'd love this very interesting life and he had a very, just, he had a, just a very interesting outlook on life period and a very, uh, I want to say refreshing relationship with Eve mm-hmm. where I mean, it was a little bit paternal, a little bit fraternal. Like it just, it just was what it was. Like he seemed to really see her as a person and love her, but there was, there was nothing sexual about it. Yes. Like they just sort of got each other. And um, even though every, even though people around them seemed to think that, you know, there was something, there might have to be something else going on with them it, it literally wasn't they were just two people connecting you know and we don't really see enough of that with male and female relationships we do not where there's no like sexual element but they're also not related mm-hmm. and like they can just be two people who are friends yeah and support each other mm-hmm. and push each other to do better right and push each other to think and, you know, mm-hmm. like pull each other back when they need to be pulled back. And it was refreshingly honest. I, I enjoyed their relationship. I did too. I was very sad he had to die. Yeah. But yeah, that's the, as you said earlier, like um, Villanelle is very fascinated with Eve and uh, Villanelle longs to be loved the most. Bill was not, um, Bill was not gonna survive long. And it begs the question of what happened to Eve's husband, <laughs> Nico. Yeah, what is happening with Nico? <laughs> it, it seems like their relationship is, uh, I don't even know. Yeah, so Nico has understandably called Bull, just been, just, just called a halt to this charade of their marriage thus far, which is that um, Eve can't, Eve does not prioritize him or their relationship at all. Mm -hmm. Eve chases danger, Eve chases darkness. Eve is unwilling to admit to herself that not only does she chase these things, she thrives on these things. And um, it it seems like up until it became a point where people found Eve were (laughs) um this was something that Nico kind of knew about her and didn't really want I mean they just kind of sort of muddled along and made things work he cleaned up after her he remembered dates for her he just sort of forgave her if oh yeah you know we've had this thing in the schedule for months and you just forgot okay cool (laughs) right (laughs) in the diary for months and you're not here cool cool I'll say hi to all our friends for you uh, I didn't um, want to stress he, you out by reminding you. Right. Yeah, that wonderful passive aggression. Um, <laughs> so what has happened to their relationship really is, is what happens to a lot of relationships, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the partner who's not putting in enough um, has been brought to attention by the partner who has had enough, um, but nobody's I, really actually talking about it yet. Yeah, I do think it's kind of nice and refreshing that a lot of times what we see in the media is when these relationships break down, 
where like one partner is putting in a lot of effort and the other one isn't it's usually the female partner that's putting in a lot of effort Mm, and the male partner that's kind of like off living his life so it is nice to have like a very career driven woman who is uh avoiding her marriage i guess right (laughs) now that it's like a good thing either way but (laughs) but it is nice to have the uh the tables turned a little bit on that I want to say as a whole, it's one of the one of uh, the more refreshing things about this show is the way that it portrays males. Mm-hmm. Like they're still men, you know, but like, I don't even know what that means, but like, you know, they're still, I guess what we would consider traditionally masculine with the air quotes and everything. But even so, they're not confined to those roles especially like emotionally like we're we're seeing a lot of vulnerability we're seeing a lot of sweetness we're seeing that Nico is the more domestic one and he wants to be domestic with his wife um and Eve isn't necessarily domestic at all and has no interest in being domestic with her husband she's a slightly feral animal (laughs) yeah Eve is you know and they and they make casual jokes about that too about Mm -hmm. how weird she is and how you know, kind of slightly feral she is, but the longer the season progresses, the more that becomes less of a joke and more about, oh no, this is ultimately why the relationship isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in my predictions, I had him down as either dead or leaving Eve, possibly due to a presumed or actual affair. Um, and I, I don't know that I would give myself credit for either of those because they are still married technically their relationship is very much on the rocks yeah um but they're not like divorced and he's presumably still alive yeah he's still alive he's just um what we would call tantruming (laughs) he's just kind (laughs) of thrown a bit of a, a tantrum understandably about the fact that she um after her after bill was murdered he he knows that bill he knows that you had a story 100 truthful yeah um the situation he also seems to be aware that villanelle is now getting super personal with eve like stopping by the house and like you know essentially that like eve is in danger and he, by proxy, is also in danger because this psychopathic woman is, has now invaded their lives. He's aware of all of that. And he has asked Eve to stop, again, quite understandably, just like, hey, so if you love me and you love us, this is the point where you would stop <laughs> and take a step back. And Eve is very much unwilling to do that. And so understandably, he has gone to his sisters. <laughs> yes. Well, and I I feel like we should add in that uh, during their disagreement, she does like physically attack him. Oh yeah, there's that too. And he he does shut it down and is like, you don't want to start down that road. Like, we're not going there. Yeah. Um, So like also good for him for getting out of an abusive situation. Oh yeah. And just the fact that she's willing to do that. I mean, I know that like relationships, especially the closer you are to a person, the the hotter things can get. And I don't even mean that in an erotic sense. Just mean that ever since the word, uh, you have the ability to take take each other from one to 100. 
But when someone shows you that that's where they're able to go and where they're willing to go with you, like you said, kudos to him for nipping that in the bud right away and just being like, ah, no, this is where I, this is where I remove myself mm-hmm. from this situation. Like time will tell whether or not this is the end of their marriage. No, what do you or think? the beginning of the end. Or the beginning of the end. Um, I mean, I hope for Nico's sake that it is the beginning of the end because like he seems like a generally good person. Like he wants to have this domestic life and he wants to like, you know, be with someone who wants to continue living and not be in super dangerous situations. So like, I, I do get that. Um, yeah. Cause like his, his concerns about her job, I don't think they, they've never seemed like they're like, oh, I hate that she's a career woman or whatever. It's just like mm-hmm. her job is legitimately putting their lives in danger. Mm-hmm. And that is where he's drawing the line, which right. I get. And also she has not been very communicative on what is happening. Right. Um, she's got lots of secrets. It's like, I get that. So I hope for yeah. him that like he can, he can have a nice, like happy little life the way that he wants that does not involve psychopathic assassins yeah. coming after his wife. <laughs> Right. Or his wife uh, being emotionally compromised by said. Yes. And, assassins. and physically abusive. And physically abusive. Yep. Yes. I'm, I'm firmly in the camp of, I hope so too. Like, I hope that Nico just kind of takes a look at the situation and goes, you know what? I deserve better <laughs> and walks away. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. uh, I don't think Eve, like, even if they work through some of their problems, I don't know how present she will be in this relationship in the future, like mentally and emotionally. Yeah. So now she's, she's on a new track. She's very much on a new track. So much so that everybody around her, including Nico, you know, I would say, even though that's not something that he expressly has, he has brought up to her, I would say, but nevertheless, the narrative makes it very clear that everybody around Eve can see her infatuation with Villanelle and it has nothing to do with, like there's a certain type of, of, of obsession, you know what I mean? Like as, especially when you're hunting someone as part of your job, like it can be very easy to become fixated on completing your task of like, I'm hunting this person, I'm getting to know them in order to hunt them. And I'm just obsessed with, meeting my goal like that would be one thing you know but 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 that is not what is happening with Eve because she is she has passed that kind of like obsessed into like a a fascination and an attraction Mm -hmm. and like there is the scene at the end where she's talking to Villanelle in her apartment about like how she keeps thinking about like what Villanelle's wearing and who she's talking to and like we don't know how much of that is the truth but based on what we have seen of Eve's behavior in the past and like even when she sat down to do like a a police sketch of a Villanelle about her appearance like there is this awe that she seems to have over like over over Villanelle and like her beauty, but also just like, just so fascinated about her as a person. Like she wants to know more, even though she knows it's 
extremely dangerous. She has put herself at Villanelle's mercy several times throughout the season. Like, yeah. was laying down on the bed with her in Villanelle's apartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where she very, very easily could have been murdered. Yeah. And she's been jealous of things that you really shouldn't be jealous of. Uh, yeah. No, I think that, like, the season finale for me was very much... It was a bit of a climax. Like, I mean both structurally and you know like it just and emotionally like it felt like we had been building up to that point where there was going like we were gonna have to release this tension between them somehow and I think it's very telling that up until the moment where she stabs her you 100% expect for them to begin kissing or having some sort of like sexual liaison Mm -hmm. like it's very much about the tension that has been pulling between these two characters, even though they've not always been in each other's um, peripherals, you know, like I, to the point where like when she did stab her, it, that almost didn't even feel like a disruption of that ten- tension. It felt cinematically and, you know, and, and thematically almost like a, a continuation of it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you know, there is that saying, you know, a kiss and, you know, a, a kiss with a fist or something like that. I can't even remember the song, but you know what I'm saying? Like, even though she um, stabs her and then freaks out about it, <laughs> I don't know that I would necessarily call that a decision not to be intimate with Villanelle. Mm-hmm. If in some ways it's very much a comfort, it's a consummation of their intimacy yes well especially like (laughs) not speaking from personal experience um (laughs) but i know in media you stab somebody yeah yeah (laughs) um but i know just like in media when when people talk about what it takes to kill another person um knives are frequently talked about as being the most intimate way Mm -hmm. i mean poison partially but but knives because you have to be so close to someone and they have to trust you to a degree Mm -hmm. I mean they don't have to but like particularly in in the way that this goes down like they kind they have to show you their belly to a degree they do and that's quite literally what Villanelle does Mm -hmm. only to be stabbed for it you know so on that note with Eve I had predicted that she would get drawn down the path, the dark, the path of darkness. Um, that she <laughs> that she would catch Villanelle, but let her go, hmm. and that by the end of the season she would kill someone. Ooh. So, and yeah, I mean, she did let Villanelle go a couple times, not always entirely by choice. Um, definitely got drawn drawn down the dark path. Hundred percent on that one. And she didn't actually kill someone, but she did quite literally stab Villanelle yeah. in the gut with the intention of killing her, and then 
immediately regretting it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, uh, that whole, when villain, you know, when she first pulls out the knife and Villanelle realizes that she's not going to get a kiss, but rather the fist. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, oh, no, you, you wouldn't or you couldn't. And she said, oh, no, I could. And then she does. Um, poetic cinema. Um, <laughs> um, I think that, yeah, no, like her character had been leading up to that because you know remember you know, there was the scene in the first episode where she mimicked the, the kill with the you know the, the incision on the thigh mm-hmm. like she has been wanting to know what it feels like to kill someone for a long time I feel Eve and yes. Villanelle is the perfect painting for that the perfect scapegoat you know I feel like there's a part of Eve that probably even feels like she should want to kill Villanelle. Like Villanelle killed Bill and Eve genuinely loved Bill. Yeah. And well, she does say, I think in, in an episode, possibly, possibly to Elena at Bill's funeral or something. I feel like I remember her saying that, like I saying, I want to kill her. Yeah. Yeah. No, I want to kill her and I want to do it with my, with, with my bare hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we've entered this territory where Eve has the perfect excuse to do what she's always wanted to do and still feel like a good person. You know, mm-hmm. like if she kills Villanelle, is anyone really going to blame her? Um, but we'll see if that sticks. Because I don't know about you, but when I stab somebody <laughs> for killing my, you know, for being a, a, a murderer, when you stab someone, friend. when I stab someone. For killing my best friend, I don't Has know this that I've happened many times. And many times, I've had many a best friend, and many of them have been murdered by psychopaths. And you know, when that happens, <laughs> girls gotta do what a girl's gotta do, right? Right, girls gotta do what a girl's gotta do. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> I do it just—it <laughs> was so obvious that like she doesn't actually want to kill Villanelle, and she's still very emotionally attached to her. And, in and a way I don't think it has she, anything to do with her being a fundamentally good person who doesn't want to kill people. No, no. I think it very much has to do with her intense fascination with Villanelle and with this, mm-hmm. this darker side of life. Because she's like, I don't know that Eve is a psychopath herself, but she's definitely an odd duck. Yeah. She's got her own things going on. Yeah, because you don't need to necessarily be a psychopath to be a murderer or to murder people. No. Not all serial killers are psychopaths. Correct. Question of what is Eve? Like, what is she? Why is she so fascinated with death? Why does she, why is there this part of her that really wants to know? Like there was this, there's the wonderful scene where she's at the, the bus stop and she notices a little crack in the, you know, in the glass glass. and her instinct is to shatter it. Yeah. To hit it and see what happens. Ah, I mean, that's wonderful cinema right there, Mm -hmm. but she seems shocked, surprised almost when of course it all shatters, (laughs) you know, like, oh shoot. Like a kid when they, when they're following their impulses and they're surprised by the consequence. Yes. He has dangerous impulses. She does have dangerous impulses and I mean, I feel like that is definitely mirrored in how she handles stabbing Villanelle, that like she has an expectation 
and then mm-hmm. reality shatters <laughs> right literally that expectation yeah. and we'll see how that plays out in season two <laughs> um the other okay so the other people i just want to get through these real quick um the other people i had predictions on were frank uh the dick swab yes and i said that he should die and he did die he should and he did yay i was so worried that it was just going to be bill but i'm okay with frank dying because he was kind of a wet blanket um he really was he really was they never really made me like him as a person i was just kind of like you are a whiny baby and i'm kind of okay with you going away (laughs) um and then dom pathetic man yes and the narrative was clear about that yes. did he deserve to die the way that he died no but not necessarily but mm-hmm. we're not going to argue with it <laughs> um and then dom who is the uh the teenager that eve knows through her husband um i said protect the child just pl- right. i willed it i correctly successfully willed it into the universe that dom yeah was never again seen on screen for the rest of the season and was therefore protected <laughs> oh no oh, we saw him briefly did we there was the i think it's the night that villanelle comes over for dinner oh yes we do see him very briefly um mm-hmm. but other than that he survived <laughs> the season unscathed no other scars of yeah. villanelle's doing aside from meeting her for 10 seconds right. on her way out the door. Um, so I, I can appreciate that. Um, and then for Villanelle, like I didn't, I don't know that I had like actual predictions for her other than that Eve would catch her and release her and just that she was potentially getting sloppy and was showing obvious signs of being very lonely, which she was because she is a very, very lonely little serial killer. Although I don't, serial killer isn't the right term. Assassin? Yeah, I think that for this, in this show, while they make it very clear that like, if she wasn't doing this, she would probably still be killing people. But because she is doing this and she primarily sticks to her job, she's an assassin. Yes, I'm not a serial killer. But we'll see what happens in the future. Because now she she has been stabbed, but she has also gotten away. So presumably she will be going somewhere to go lick her wounds and heal and come back. And now she's going to have more of a vendetta potentially against Eve. That was going to be my question. Do you think that because she has up until I mean, other than the slaying of Bill, she's been very tender with Eve. Mm-hmm. Literally, often you know telling her I'm not going to hurt you and I don't want to hurt you and that seems to be true up until the moment she stabs her which understandably she becomes a lot more willing to hurt her <laughs> um going forward do you think that um the the gloves are going to be off or what's what's your feeling I'm not sure I feel like the gloves could be off but not necessarily aimed at Eve directly because like to go back to how she wants to be the most important thing in someone's life that means she has to pick off the other important things in that person's life. Mm. So That's everyone, so cool. 
yeah so everyone around her who already had a target on their back now has a much bigger target on their back especially if they have received any affection from eve yeah i think number one on that list would be poor nico who i really do hope just decides hey girl hey i'm out um but we'll see i'm not sure that nico would be on that list you sure oh what makes you say he wouldn't be well I don't know. I mean, there is that conversation with Carolyn where it's like she doesn't necessarily like her husband, but she does love him. But we're not, I don't, I don't know how much Eve actually loves him and how much she has just fallen into a pattern with him and got comfortable in that way that like, you know, you get into a relationship and you just kind of keep like going through the motions, but you're not really like actually that emotionally invested. And like obviously she gets very upset when they have that whole stand standoff um but she doesn't seem to have much of an interest in actually sharing her life with him oh yeah no i would 100 agree with you i think that like if eve or when eve because without doubt she's going to have to come to a point where she's figuring this stuff out for herself yes but i think when the, when eve really does a soul search she's going to have to ask herself like how much do I actually love this man because you can love someone without being in love with someone and you can care about someone without necessarily being in love with them and it's very easy to get into patterns with people and also it's very easy to use people not necessarily with malicious intent but using them nonetheless to cover up where we feel vulnerable or we feel exposed and Eve's an odd duck And she has very dark impulses that she knows makes her an odd duck. And some part of her has to be afraid of herself deep down, right? Mm -hmm. And that, like... And, like, kind of thinks that Relationships us hide. Yeah. And and I can see how she could use that sort of fear of herself and her, her darker impulses to... to look for cover, in a way in terms of having something very normal it's like the like well maybe if i just try hard enough this will this will work and this will make me seem normal even though it's not what i really want yeah. and and i do think that conversation with bill and about his like very unconventional relationship helped her see that there are other possibilities out there that it doesn't have to be quite so like traditional black and white um in terms of her relationship so I, I don't know I don't know that Nico will necessarily become fodder I'm hoping that whatever happens with Nico will mostly stay between him and Eve because it's about their their relationship and uh, Villanelle is kind of part of it but I don't want Villanelle to be the one that like forces the hand mm. like I want Eve to come to those decisions on her own yeah Oh, I, I can see why that would be. And I would, I would agree with you. I mean, we'll see what ha- happens, but yeah, I would agree with you that like, there's, the, and it's so weird, right? Because we're talking about a psychopath and whatever Eve is, <laughs> but there's the part of you that's like, so like there, like you get it, like you get what's happening. You get where the narrative is leading you. And there's a part of you that's rooting for them. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, I want to see what these two characters can make of each other. 
Yes. Um, largely because it's fictional and you have the freedom to do that in real life, people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is a fictional playground. Psychopaths are nothing to be played around with. We don't advocate killing people. Killing people is wrong. Don't do it. If you meet someone like Villanelle, if you meet someone like Eve, run. Just say no to murder. <laughs> Just say no to murder. I like that a lot. <laughs> That's our new motto. Um, <laughs> I need that on a t-shirt. What a motto. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like, you know, it, there's a part of you that like roots for them. Like, I, I want to see what happens and you mm -hmm. want, um, and you want the best for Eve, whatever that best is, you know? And I think that if Villanelle were to want to sort of like tear her away from, from Nico and everything Nico represents that ultimately it would be for me anyway, it would just be it would pop the bubble of fantasy around the whole thing mm -hmm. because I'm going to mention another show here for a second, Pope, but another um, really popular psychopath drama, I think I'll mention it in the first one, but Hannibal, like that was my big problem with Hannibal. And not to say that it, you know, it made the show any less wonderful because it was, it continued to be great. And I understood that this wasn't supposed to be a depiction of a healthy relationship. We all understand that, right? I hope so. <laughs> right? I hope so. Um, but nonetheless, especially in the cultural response to what you're seeing on screen, it made it would make me supremely uncomfortable running into fans or people who are watching the show who would speak in language that, that would almost, who would speak in language that implied to me anyway, that they didn't quite grasp how toxic these things were like no 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 like it is never like it is never genuinely romantic to do this to anyone i don't care what your reasons i don't care how well you think you know them or how much better their life would be if they just did this one thing like you cannot <laughs> do this to another person mm -hmm. the the end like period um and if you have the capability to do this, then you don't understand, then you don't actually understand what love is. And for whatever reason, I really want, there's a part of me that really wants the relationship to be, to be, to be. To be as like healthy and, and stable as possible when it's a psychopath right. and whatever Between a psychopath, and I know, I know, duck. right? Like, I don't know, <laughs> you want, you want a lot of, you want a lot. <laughs> Yeah. Apparently I want a lot. So um, and the minute that bubble gets popped for me anyway, it kind of ruins my enjoyment of it. Just a tad. Like it just, yeah. I can enjoy the, it from a story standpoint and from, you know, like the pure fiction of it. But in the back of my mind, I'm just like, no, nah, there's a there's that little voice of like, no, this was, that's toxic though, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I feel like that, that pretty much encapsulates why, I want these things like if she ends her relationship with Nico or if she kills Nico, uh, which I kind of hope doesn't happen. Um, now that I've gotten to know him more, mm -hmm. <laughs> like just let him go live his life elsewhere. Um, but I want these things to be her decision and not some a choice that Villanelle makes for her. Because I think that also can like, it can lead to more resentment and like feeling trapped in a way. And like, I think we saw a little bit of that with Anna, uh, the mm -hmm. like the teacher in Russia who, Oksana, 
Villanelle had had a previous relationship with and had killed her husband so that they could be together and like could be the most important thing in her life but she didn't really leave on a a lot of choice and I'm hoping that that doesn't happen with Eve yeah especially since interestingly enough like when you first meet Anna, like she does play the, she plays the victim card. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, like I had no idea the girl was this crazy. And then she killed my beloved husband. And, but as that storyline progresses, you leave as it progresses, like you mm-hmm. definitely get the picture that the fixation went both ways yes. and that it was less that Oksana killed and castrated her husband and more that Oksana did that and robbed her of a choice and maybe if time if Oksana had just like cooled her jets and let time progress Anna might have come to the decision to leave him on her own at least that's the impression I walked away with (laughs) yes that's 100% the impression that I I had too is that like even after all this time Anna still has some kind of fascination and like makes a point to like have like ask Eve to tell her if she finds Oksana mm-hmm. like yeah. she wants to know mm-hmm. so yeah I could yeah I I basically just don't want that that same thing to play out with Eve I want Eve to make the choice herself yes because we like our unhealthy relationships healthier than on than not <laughs> as healthy as they can be <laughs> as healthy as they can be okay okay rules <laughs> question mark I I don't know <laughs> you said goals question yes. mark I said goals question goal? mark <laughs> squad goals we like it when our characters have agency <laughs> we do we do and I mean there's a certain when you sit down to watch a show like this you know, like hopefully nobody's watching it with the intention of being like, oh, I would like to see how a, a, a healthy romantic relationship is about. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully that's not what you came here for. Hopefully you sit down with the full knowledge of you are watching a dark exploration of uh, human behavior and what draws us to other people and uh, what and how we come to grips with the darker sides of ourselves, which is very psychological and compelling and there's you know and taking it at face value have at it so hopefully no one is taking relationship notes from killing eve <laughs> hopefully hopefully <laughs> well i'm excited for next season and to go to to our our typical question now that you have now that you've watched season one twice would you watch it again i would (laughs) um and i think that i've answered my question from earlier of like why why am i able to get past the blood and the glore of something like killing eve or peaky blinders or you know or hannibal as as before mentioned and less when it comes to like horror movies and like you know santa clarita diet and it's the psychological. Like I absolutely love the exploration of our humanity, you know, the dark versus the light and all of the things, all of the ways in which we think and we challenge each other. 
Um, in other words, I'm a nerd for psychological dramas and <laughs> throw that in there and I will, I will hang on. I will hang on despite all the other things that ugh, kind of scared me. So there we go. <laughs> Great. I feel like I would also go back and watch it because now that I've seen it and I know what's going on, I'm like, are there more clues to things that are going on that are hiding? Who's to say? Yes. Uh, especially as someone, uh, I mean, I haven't seen season two at all yet, but it did make me want to watch season two quite badly. Yeah. It's, uh, as someone who has seen all three seasons, it's, it's a, it's a masterful show. I enjoy, I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it is Phoebe. So mm-hmm. we expect greatness. Yes. Yes. Greatness or bust. Yep. So greatness it shall be. So let it be written. So let it be done. (laughs) (laughs) That's a wrap on this episode of What You Missed On. Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show on Twitter at WYMO Podcast. You can find Kim on Twitter at KJOUR and Kate on Instagram at Your Story Unstuck. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode.